Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Geek Podcast. My name is Gabe, and I am joined by Jose and AJ. Actually, my name is Morgat today. Your name is what? Morgat. Morgat? Morgat. Morgat will explain a little bit later why his name is now Morgat. But for now, I want to thank you guys for joining the podcast. Um, We got a cool conversation for you guys today. Uh, But before we get into that, please hit that like, rate, share, and subscribe button. Best way to support this little podcast that we got going on um, so that we can keep doing it every single week. So, Morgat. What the hell is Morgat? What's that? And Jose, are you ready? I'm ready. It's been a while. For, for no, I mean, are you ready? Ready. Are you two weeks out ready? For the season finale of Halo? Are, That's a week out, I think. No, I know. I the know. other thing in two weeks. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, we don't need to discuss the event, but major, major <laughs> events going to happen in the Melgar family, in the Melgar clan. I'm super excited, and I've I've um, been keeping this bit of information close to the chest. Um, we can keep it close to the chest as I well. I want to know if you were excited. Not just that, though. Um, I got a new job as well. You hey, did? Yeah. That's nice. What? Yeah. One, my favorite part, it's 100% remote. I don't have to go to what? no dang office or none of that. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. And I start- Wait a minute. I start- just a few days after the other event that you're referring to. It's like a whole new beginning. It's pretty cool. It's uh, a whole new world. <laughs> With another interview this week that might be even better, also 100% remote. Really? So crossing my is fingers. It, is it, is it in see. networking? Uh, no, it's still level one IT, but it's got more okay. of, a, of a growth path than so where I'm working now. Even though I, I enjoy awesome, where I'm man. working now, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. yeah. I'm super excited yeah, I mean, about being it. A, being 100% remote, I don't think that there's anything better than being remote, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And I don't believe in this kind of stuff, but um, I was at a party with, or a book book club slash party with uh, my uh, fiance yesterday, and I pulled a tarot card after I asked a, a, a profession-related question, and it was a very good answer from the tarot card. So I will believe it in this instance just because it was a good answer. Nice. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, okay. yeah. M- Morgat? Yeah. Yes. So, what's what's Morgat, please? Morgat is the last of all kings. He is the grace given. He is the man that prevents the tarnished from entering the great. Ah, this is an Elden Ring thing. He who remains. (laughs) Kind of like Elden Ring's version of that, I guess. Hmm. Does he kind of exist outside of time, also, or? Is it no, something? He, he's, yeah. he's, he's very present. <laughs> he's it's very funny present. because after I finished, so I finished Halo Infinite yesterday. Nice. want to chat about that. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I was done, I don't know. It's like, you know, I kind of go through phases, right? Like I'm in kind of a gaming phase right now, which is why I have not seen um, uh, Moon Knight. Oh, but I, I'm going to go back to it. I'm going to watch it. But I've been a little bit in, in this gaming phase. And now that I finished Infinite, now I think I'm ready to tackle Elden Ring, you know. So, um, 
I'm thinking about like purchasing that. I'm thinking about like I'm looking at videos. I see how daunting it is. I don't know if I'm emotionally ready for it. You know, mentally ready to take on like how how hard is it? Yeah, Sekiro almost broke you down. So Sekiro did break me down. I stopped playing that game after a week. I'm really mad that I spent the money for that game. (laughs) I'll put it this way: once you find your footing. You can get through the game because once I found my footing, I hey, I'm Wait, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Are you saying there's a question of whether someone can get through the game or not? Like, this is something well, that see, it's it all depends on this one boss. <laughs> now, this boss is optional, but you know, if you're a completionist like me, you want to get. All the shards of I'm the Elden not Ring. A completionist. <laughs> all right. So then, if you're time. not, then you I got I got I got adult spots. responsibilities. Completionist. What adult Wait. has? Is, a <laughs> um, is it like? Is this game like a matter of having a high level to like make it so that it's not insanely difficult? Because I feel like it's it a grinder. Certainly helps. Yeah, it certainly yeah. helps. Because I'm sure the enemies scale as well, but like so a lot of games, even still, when they scale, once you get to higher levels and have higher amounts of skills, you're usually just way better off. Because I feel so weak at like level 20 or whatever the heck my character is. I haven't played a lot. Such a grindy game. Yeah. Oh, I well, know, I mean, I don't know if I'm ready for the grind, then. <laughs> I wouldn't say okay. So there is a way because. The way it works is the only time the bosses get stronger, quote unquote, is when you do new game. Like when when you beat the game and it's like Mm -hmm. you start a new game. But the bosses, as you encounter them, I guess don't don't grow. They don't scale? No, they do not. You can completely blow past them in terms of leveling. Interesting. Okay. And then you can much more easily dispatch them. Yes. Okay. All right. We'll see. Yeah, that makes it. That makes me. It gives me more hope because I've been like very ADHD with all of the things that I've been consuming lately. I've been watching YouTube videos and playing quick games of NBA Two K Twenty Two as like my gaming and and you know whatever distractions. So like that's why I haven't played Elden Ring either. You know, adult responsibilities plus like an yeah. ability to like sit and focus on something for that long. Yes right now you know or, yeah certainly it certainly takes some focus mm-hmm. it's been it a couple helps, months now it definitely helps me like you know i think that like what, what's happened to me with me in gaming is that i'm you know i've been in this like retro gaming kick just because like retro <laughs> games are so you know kind of simple and easy and fun and you can do them in in various different ways and i don't know if you guys saw like through 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 my Instagram, but like I got a imported Japanese candy cab arcade. Oh, I didn't see that. No, you didn't see that. I don't think oh, so. I dude. So I'm gonna don't, go check. I feel like I remember you mentioning that. So I got I got I got a candy arcade, and for those of you guys that don't know, a candy uh, arcade is essentially a a, a sit down or stand up. But ninety nine percent of them are sit down arcades that were made in uh, Japan, uh, Japanese style arcades where. You know, they've got like they're made out of plastic, uh, mostly plastic and metal. Um, they have, you know, uh, you know, colorful like they're, they're cotton candy colored, you know, buttons and joysticks and stuff, which is kind of where they get the name Candy Arcade. Um, 
but they've become like you know sort of like this super retro resurgence because in japan the arcade businesses are all closing down and sega recently announced that all their arcade uh shops are closing down so there's like a mass sell-off of these arcade machines Mm -hmm. you know sega had a um i guess a network or franchises of uh arcade you know businesses using all of their machines and because they've they've shut down all their all their locations a lot of these machines are being sold off However, because they don't make any of these machines, these machines we're talking about, like the the most some uh, like as far as the candy cabinets go, um, the the I think the last one before it went to like LCD and all that other stuff. As far as the original CRT uh, candy caps go, the last one was produced in 1996. So hmm. these things have become like super rare, and whereas originally they're like five six hundred dollars. You know, for a cabinet, they're now ranging in the two to three thousand dollars. If you got and and they're not in mint condition Ooh. at all. But we're talking about if you had like a mint condition cab, we're talking about like four to five thousand dollars just for the cabinet. No game inside, nothing. Hmm. So I got Jeez. lucky, and That's I got amazing. lucky, and 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 and, uh, and got part of a um, uh, a group buy where a you you kind of sign on to like buy a candy cab um or you know someone that's importing a bunch but you have to wait till the entire group buy is done so that they can ship it on a container so to say it's a ton cheaper for you otherwise you'd have Mm -hmm. to be paying that three to four thousand dollar premium price tag if you're just trying to buy it for someone local Mm -hmm. i bought one i set it up i hooked it up to this uh thing called a mr fpga which is like basically a little mini computer specifically for arcade retro games um, and was loving it. And then something shorted out on the CRT monitor. Oh, no. Oh, God. It was kind of my fault, though. I think it was it was definitely my fault. Um, I have it in the dojo. And one day that I came in, it was already super humid from the training. And there was like condensation and stuff on it. And then I turned it on. Oh. And all you hear is like this pop crackle and pop, you know. Um, but I turned it off. It dried out. I, you know, turned it on. It was fine the next two, three days. But then all of a sudden it crapped out. So oh, um, damn. something, 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 probably one of the reasons why LCDs and LEDs are much more durable now. Yeah. Hundred percent. Those old CRT televisions. Once one of those pixels popped, it was over. But let me show you a picture. I gotta show you a picture. I mean, I, I like maybe I'll, I'll post a picture on the uh, the Get Geek uh, IG page also. Yeah, I hadn't um, seen that. It's been a little bit of a project, but check this out. Okay. Dang. Yeah, Marvel versus Capcom. Marvel superhero. Yeah. Marvel superheroes. Marvel Super. Nice. Well, the thing is that like my little Pete, the the Mister FPGA has like six thousand ROMs, including every single fighting game up to Marvel vs. Capcom, uh, in there. So it's super dope. I'm having a ton uh, of fun with it, um, and I'm excited about all that. So, um, nice, cool, cool. Speaking of gaming, though, uh, Infinite. There's like stuff going on with like the Halo show, okay, so and then I just played I, you played Infinite. So you mentioned that you wanted to like ask me some stuff, but Jose, did you play Infinite? I have I haven't beaten it, but I played. I've definitely played it. Um, I don't think okay. I'm very far because I think I'm still on that first island or whatever it is. 
I was exploring a lot and like, uh, you know, is just a one island though. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it said something about getting to a different island or getting to mm. a different area after some mission mm-hmm. I just completed. So I guess it's like yeah. close by or or maybe it's not really really an island. Yeah, I think you're definitely still in like the first part because AJ, if you remember, I was kind of complaining about like, oh man, I don't know if I like this freeform stuff and and yeah. all that, but. Like, I think the game introduces you to, like, this, um, you know, open space, open world type, you know, gameplay. But as soon as you actually do get into the campaign, you, you, you don't you don't actually stop until you finish the campaign. And then at the end, you get you go back to kind of this uh, Ghost of Tsushima style, you know, traveling across the islands to, like, free stuff and, you know, expand on the story, I guess. Free the island. Hey, yeah, yeah. Morgoth, sorry. I I confused you for a moment. Morgoth. For this yes. other guy named AJ. <laughs> AJ. Morgoth the murderous. Which is the same name. Morgoth, so cool. Yes, so questions. What did you... So now, now I want to know. What did you think of the story in, in its grand completion? All right, so I don't want to spoil anything necessarily for Jose, but... Uh, so I thought that the story was good, not great. Sounds um, about right. Mainly not because of the story itself, but because I actually did not really like too much of the writing. I felt that, okay, Master Chief is Master Chief, you know, and we'll delineate the difference between Master Chief and Master Cheeks. A little bit later, but <laughs> but Master Chief is you know he's a little bit drier. But I felt like in this game, his his dialogue, his lines were a little bit too um, static. Soldier, not so many one liners. Not even though like there were plenty of moments that make you feel like oh this is the Master Chief of old, where it's like he's he's he 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 wants to be you know. The, the, the first one to the fight, the last hope and the whole nine in his actions, I didn't feel that in his in his dialogue. So I felt like okay. his the writing for Master Chief wasn't that great. And then I felt like there was too much exposition on the other side of things with with Cortana and the weapon and um what's his name? The uh the one that keeps like badgering you all the way until the end through like the, through through VR messages. <laughs> I forget his I name because that's not yeah, obviously, that's not Altriox. That's uh the oh the, you're the, talking the, about the, the brute. That's Eshiro. the brute. The brute. Yeah. S- yeah. So it's like I felt like all right, there was too many of his like messages. He's like a know? Bond villain, kind of. <laughs> sort of, but like you know, like I thought that there was just a little bit too much uh exposition with him you know like if you take out i think 30 percent of some of those like vr messages that he sends to master chief i think that his other dialogue towards the end would have been better i feel like what what, yeah i feel like it was partially a response to like how how goofy the first brutes looked in the original Halo Infinite trailers, they're like, no, 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 no! Look how great this character looks now. We're gonna like. Maybe I will say, man, the, the the brutes, the brutes were definitely brutal in this one. Uh, I thought that there, there was because there's there's some brutes that like they kind of go like on a berserker. You get too close and they just like they just drop everything and they just start rushing you. They don't care about the getting shot and like you know. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get caught off guard and you're like, what the hell? 
But uh, what about you? What did you think about the story? Oh, man. So, like, here's the thing. I thought, like you, it was good, not great. It was definitely a step up from Halo 5. Oh, absolutely. One of the things I could not reconcile, though, was having a certain character more or less killed off screen. That didn't sit right with me. Um... That's a character. Yeah, we've you, all you, come you know, to we know spoke and about love. this. We, you spoke about this, and I understand that. I I do I do understand that, but uh, I think I think that uh, that the game and this story was was very clearly meant to like. All right, let's put the previous era of Halo behind us, and let's let's like let's try to clean it up as best as possible. Because 343 did kind of make a mess of things with Halo 5 and even Halo 4 to a certain extent, but definitely Halo 5. And I think this was 343's way of like, all right, let's try to like clean up certain images and certain things that happen in the story. And then let's put it behind us and kind of start anew. You know, it's still a continuation, but it is sort of kind of like them rectifying a major terrible decision i think they did with um a certain character and storyline yeah um i guess the only other thing i liked the way they kind of had this system set up like you know the whole there's a regional boss and this brood wields a hammer there's one where it's like two hunters even yeah yeah i do all those I, i do like it um and it's funny because one of the complaints that I have with the show is that it doesn't, you know, the Halo show and just, you know, using it as a comparison, even though it's very well stated that the show is not part of this canon, it's on a silver timeline and the whole nine, you know, regardless of timelines, the characters and the stories should feel similar, even if it's not the same storylines, right? And one of the things that I felt that have been missing the entire series is the uh, the moments in the game that you get with Master Chief where it's like, you know, the, the, these moments where you get goosebumps. Like, do you remember the, uh, it's towards the end, but there's the moment that um, you end up, like, uh, taking on a tank. At least I took on a tank. And all of a sudden you hear, like, that classic, um, not take on, like, but you, 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 you ride a tank and you're, like, going through to, I guess, to face, like, you know, the, you know, the final brute. Echelon? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm never gonna remember any of their names. That's one other gripe that I have with Halo right now. The names of all like the villains and all like the they're just kind of ridiculous. Uh, I was just gonna say, not bad. Yeah, but... even even the trailers, the Halo trailers are like yeah. way more epic than a lot of the stuff that I feel like we've seen on this show. Like the Halo Three trailer, <laughs> just watching him walk oh my out. God, of the, the Halo Three trailer gives me goosebumps to this day. It's one of the best trailers, gaming trailers of all time. It's up there with like the Gears of War. <laughs> the whole that whole campaign, that. Mm-hmm. that whole Halo Three campaign of finish the fight was just so good. Yeah, but so 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 there's this like one uh this one section where. You're on your way basically to face that final brute. And as soon as I mounted the tank, you know, the classic Halo, like the drum beats go. 
And like, you know, da, 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 and while you're blowing everybody up on the way to like the end, and like, I just got goosebumps. And I was like, damn, this is what's missing from the show. The moment where like Master Chief decides like, hey, I'm taking a fight to them. And all of a sudden, like that music hits and you just see like complete rampage. And <laughs> and and I, I, I miss that. I love that this game gave it to us because I felt like we didn't have that in Halo 5. And the game kind of brought us back to some of those feelings and moments that we had in the original trilogy. Um, so I, th- that's why I mean that I feel like it was kind of rectifying some of their mistakes with how they designed Halo 5 and stuff, as well as some of the character issues. But it also goes to show what I feel like, like the major differences between Halo and Master Chief as we know him and Halo and Master Chief's how this, the, the, the silver screen knows him. Now, I guess my final question for Infinite is this. The game tries to give you something that's, quote-unquote, worse than the Flood. What did you think of their intro? <laughs> uh, I, you know, for them to be worse than the Flood. So here's the thing, right? Like, the Flood was just really, really annoying. Um, but... From a story perspective, the flood was very scary because it's like, hey, like this is like, like basically a virus that's unkillable that affects the entire universe and every single living organism, which is why the Halo rings were created in the first place. It was like, hey, like we have to solve this problem because either the flood's going to kill all living, living creatures and there's not going to be any future or we kind of hit the reset button on the universe is the idea of the Halo rings. Right. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yep, that's, that's, that's right. Yeah. Right. So while dealing with the flood in game was just made basically kind of like a zombie-esque annoyance at times, uh, I didn't feel that kind of um, like dearth in, 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 in presence from those beings. Okay. That were introduced in this game. I didn't think like that that it's that serious. But then again, like I don't know if it's mm-hmm. going to like be because I felt I also felt like this game was is meant to be a bridge to what the real next story is going to be because you you saw the post the post credit scene right. I'm having I'm having a very having a very hard time remembering. Has to do it. with Atriox. Has to do with these. Oh my god! Cartridges. Okay. Oh okay. my god. <laughs> Atrium, and I mean, like, like, we should definitely like. There's, like I know that there's some other stuff that we want so to, to, to chat about. Um, so I definitely want to get to some of that stuff. Yes, especially since we, like we, let's, let's hasn't move played on the now. game. But no, let's I do need on. to ask you. Though, I do need to ask you. Like, the, the ending was very interesting because the ending was super mysterious. There's literally like none of it really made sense or pertained to the game itself, but it's clearly meant to be like, hey, like let's give you all these mysterious, unexplained crumbs now that are obviously going to explain only in the next era of Halo. Did you see the legendary ending or the regular ending? Oh, no. I That's not a game I played on legendary. Because there's a separate post-credit, and this is something that Halo's always done. There's, there's a, you know, a different post-credit depending on the difficulty. So mm-hmm. I did not play it on legendary either, <laughs> by the way. Uh, but I definitely YouTube the ending. Um, and the ending is really, really interesting. Okay. 
Like, I mean, we can't we can't really talk can't. about it. I don't want to spoil. Oh dang it! Oh, <laughs> I can't really you talk can't, about it. But so like so the thing is, there's there's a conversation. There's a conversation between two beings, and we don't know if that's in the present or the past, and it has to do with, um, you know, control or ending of the entire universe. Oh. Okay. So it, it definitely it definitely like brings up the stakes I, again. I totally muted my audio, or if you guys want to talk about it, and just signal me. You did. <laughs> you did. Did you did you mute it? He can't hear us. Oh, like right now. All right. So, dude. All right. All right. All right. So, Atriox. Right. Okay. He he has like at the very end. Obviously, he's like this big bad that he seems to be like the kind of guy that's not just your average brute. He's very smart and in, in dealing with things. Um, but there's the conversation between. Uh, damn, I forget exactly the terms of them, but it has to do with like the endless. I don't know if you like. Yeah. What, how they, much do you know about the endless? I know that the they're the dudes that are supposed to be worse than the Flood. They apparently yes. have something to do with the Halo rings that yes. even the Forerunners were like, hmm, uh, yes. Let's, yes. Let's, let's appropriate this. Well, so, so it seems somehow. like the Endless and the Forerunners are um, against each other, right? Yeah. Um, and the Endless have like a beef with the Forerunners or whatever it is. Um, but I don't know exactly where... So it's basically, I think that what it is that Atriox is trying to call on the endless, you know, kind of bring them about in, in the whole nine, which would bring back like this whole like, man, like, you know, the universe is in peril again and they're, they're going to use the halos again. There's going to be this war, I guess, between like somehow between the forerunners and the endless. But the, but I think Atriox just wants to bring them back so that they can like kind of bring back their peoples considering that there has been a hint of time travel now i'm sorry what don't you remember the very end that when when master chief and uh the weapon because we don't officially know her new name when they went through the portal oh yes three days right that i think they did that just to show that like okay there's time travel happening i i don't like that already I don't want time I travel do. in Halo. Oh. You can't. You can't get away from it because when it has to do anything, anything that has to do with 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 uh, space, okay, and the fabric of time, you have to deal with wormholes. No. And what better way? I want the thing is, I want time travel only because we never really got a chance to like, like get a good forerunner story. So I would, I, I think that going into time travel to go back and kind of like show us better storylines that have to do with Forerunners or maybe go back and I don't know. I feel I, I'm okay with time travel because time travel is a really good way to fix mess ups and mistakes. Sorry, I'm not. I'm <laughs> well, all right. So that, that remains to be seen. But I do think that it, I, I, I think that there's enough in the end of Infinite to have me really intrigued. Okay. Are you excited for for the rest of it? I just want to see how, quote-unquote, bad the Endless end up becoming. Because if that falls stale, I'm just going to laugh at it. I I I really am. I hope not. I hope not. I I, I do hope that that, uh, 
that it's a legitimate, you know, big bad. Anyway, should we should we tell him to unmute now? Yeah. All right. Hose We're all away. good in the hood. Am I pointing? Being there he is. to return. Dude, actually, yeah. Why don't we do that from now on? Anytime we need to like chat about something or we need to spoil each other, we can just mute each other. I didn't think about that. Boy, that makes me feel really dumb that we didn't think about that for several <laughs> years of podcasting. Oh, also, everyone like, that's listening, like I, we also away. totally completely forgot like to let you know that we're spoiling stuff right now. So I hope I hope you guys have all played Infinite then. <laughs> I don't know, though. Infinite is not in a good place. It's really not. It's not. It's oh, not. Man. But again, I look at it as a bridge. So now I have to finish it. Like You guys were like kind of praising I, it before think, and know, then three minutes later do. it's like oh no it's i think that the game has really good pacing so i think that like if you get into the uh campaign itself i think you'll get through it relatively quickly see that's the thing though the campaign yeah the side missions are yeah so far no no, yeah. not, not, that's that's not what i was talking about but let's let's, let's move all right, on all right <laughs> that's all a whole right. other that's gonna open up a whole other can of worms and i'm gonna be here for like half an hour just can of cheeks ranting can of can of cheek cheeks cans oh, how God. do you guys feel about uh uh um john 117 uh 117 uh um I, man you know what like aj you're an adult you know how do you feel about what john 117 bumping uglies on the show. Okay. Oh wait, guys. So, spoiler, sorry, guys. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. Here we go again. In the last episode. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm doing a really bad job today of that. Um, uh, it's, uh, but um, I don't know. Like, here's the thing. He, it's never really been brought. Well, it has been brought up before. Like, you know that whole inhibitor thing that chief has that's that's an actual thing yeah yeah and he's always been suppressed on that level so i guess once you take that out that's gonna happen but it's a possibility it doesn't mean it's gonna happen yeah like in the first season i i i mean i mean i can see it it's like being in prison for 10 years the one thing i will say and this is just them story-wise <laughs> the only reason why i did not throw a controller at the screen is because <laughs> at least they did the decency of saying they're like super in sync right now but even then it still looks really bad that he i love the i mean not but not okay I love the gaming weird now, she's like, his prisoner yeah it's like she's his prisoner i uh, that was just such a weird thing to do, guys. What? 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 I do uh, want to know from Jose, like, what exactly? What? What? What did you feel when you saw it? Because when I saw it, I didn't even finish the episode before I texted you guys, like, "Hey, we need to talk about this. You guys need to watch." I well, I remember like that message, and you're like, "It's not even twenty minutes in, and I don't know what the heck this episode is doing." And I remember looking at the time of the episode when this was happening, and it was like ni- <laughs> 1907 when. <laughs> When he was uh, 
doing his 90s like music like bump uglies as you call that because that's kind of <laughs> what i was picturing in my head too it was kind of like skinamax i heard like genuine in my head and like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like all this like 90s r&b music i was like what the heck is going on here? oh god it further reinforces my thoughts that like that's how i think of all these shows now immediately i'm like what would i have done differently and i it this immediately reinforces my idea that this show at least in the first season should not have had master chief as a main character um, I think it should have had other characters. Like I, I like Kai. I've talked about it before. I think Kai is actually the most interesting character on the show. Even, and she's not even a great character. Eh. Yeah. But she's she's better than movie. the other ones. Like Quan, I don't care about Quan Ha. I don't care about, you know, uh, whatever, whoever Bokeem Woodbine's character is. I forgot his name. Uh, uh, Vanish? The, no, no, the one the, who's escorting Quan Ha. Yeah. Soren. Oh, Soren. Uh, yeah. Soren. yeah. But I mean, it's, it was a weird choice. Uh, I know that that again. I'm not the uh, this Halo super fan that y'all are, so I. That's like, why it's interesting because I want to like I, I I you know I do want to know exactly because I know I know where all the Halo fans stand mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it is interesting because clearly the show is geared towards the the. the I would say the casuals or the non-video game fans, I guess. I mean, the thing that's great about Halo as far as Master Chief as your avatar, right? It's the same thing, the same reason that a lot of people like games like Half-Life 2, for instance. Because you're like, you are a character in the game, but like the character in Half-Life 2 doesn't speak. So like in a way, it lets you inhabit the character more. You know, it's just characters speaking to you and Master Chief speaks, but he's still kind of lets you inhabit him as a character because he doesn't speak a lot necessarily. And if he's speaking, it's about like the situation at hand, as far as I see. I guess. Right? See, and, and it's funny because I mentioned this before on a previous cast. I like I don't necessarily think that I, I don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. I almost kind of feel like that's a new narrative that was given to us by the marketing i mean aj did you growing up playing halo did you ever feel like you were master chief or that you're going through someone else's story not entirely uh, i think it's I, definitely different but like i think hmm. that's part of what makes master chief an interesting character that he he's not totally fleshed out until later games maybe right yeah i guess so i mean i just i i did always feel like i was playing like a, a, a mysterious character with his own identity just an identity that i didn't know but mm-hmm. i never felt like i was like I know what you're talking about was like half life, half half, uh, blah, blah, half life. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I did play it, and yeah, games like that it was a little jarring in the beginning. But then you know when you kind of realize it's almost kind of like, it's almost kind of like uh, you know, Knights in the Old Republic in a way where where you you're playing a character that it feels like this is you. These are your choices, mm-hmm. and this is your story. Mm-hmm. I never felt that way about any of the Halo games. Okay. Okay. I mean, I I will say that th- that choice still felt strange because I think I really think that they're giving him too much character development for one season. Like I sound, I know yeah. that sounds weird, yeah. but it's just jumping into all this, and it, and it's unearned. That's the biggest problem, right? He's that's he's I think the biggest issue, right? Going I think through that it too fast. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's 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 all this character development um, without needing it. For a bunch you know, of characters that, too, I feel like a yeah, lot of unearned I mean, I, character I, I, like, development. Yeah, I think that it's 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 uh basically the same thing as like too much exposition. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly too much exposition, yep. but I mean at times it is. Um, but it's just um, 
not enough, not enough like world building, not enough uh, story setting, not enough background, and it's oh all character. No, I, like, I like that. Just do all. Yeah, I like how you put it because I feel like it is expository. It turns the characters yeah. into expository elements, right? Into plot. Yeah, like without needing it. Plot. You point. know, it's like you know, like conversations are great, but you know, when you don't need the conversation, why have it? Mm-hmm. You want to know how unoriginal. I mean, not unoriginal, how lazy the world building has been, like, actually. Mm -hmm. So it took Twitter to point this out, as usual. But Mm -hmm. you know how they're mostly on planet Reach and they're in that city? Yeah. So it's called Reach City, Right. right? Yes. But that city actually has a name. In the games, right? Yes. Yeah. So the it's Wait, called it? New Alexandria. Oh, that's right. Yes. So and like then you also have like New Mombasa, and you have like yeah, all these exactly. other cities. They could have they could have totally explored all these. Oh my goodness! So we like, forgot about that. They Reach city. even they didn't even do the reach. Like that shows me well, how bad like they were. Like I mean, I get they're trying to make a new story, but dude, yeah. Reach City. Seriously, but look at this. Let's think about episode uh, six and seven, right? Or yeah, six and seven, which was the episode six was the uh, all about Master Chief uh, episode, and then episode seven was the all about Quan episode, right? Um, the episode six, you know, an a whole hour long episode with just Master Chief and everything that has to do with UNSC, and it's still like just all in like these three or four rooms yeah. on the that base mm-hmm. you know like you could have like if you're going to spend an entire episode essentially in reach city you could have like done a whole lot more like that was a chance to kind of show me more about like not just the facility but the the spaces around it the outside world you know and so on and so forth you know what i think kind of is holding the show back that i don't think a lot of people have thought about not I- enough shooting no, I mean I think it's I'm more joking. I think it's more like real life <clears throat> logistical type stuff. I think it's too expensive to make the show that we all really want. I mean, think about it. How how expensive would it be to have those action scenes fill up like half an episode? Like for most of these episodes. The show is already super expensive as it is, apparently, right? It's one of the most expensive TV I shows ever made. So. so like I feel like partially at least that might be a reason why you're getting a lot more of these character moments. You're getting Master Chief out of the armor. You're getting a lot of stuff that that doesn't require CGI. And you're getting sort of these rush character moments. Whereas, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong on this, right? This is a, a product of, of it being a video game too, but a lot of, of Master Chief's character development happens in battle in the games. No, yeah, it happens because it's something really in the does, does it not it all of it, not all of it, yeah, you know, I, but a lot of it, yeah. right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, but that's 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 because of the fact that it is a yeah, game. Yeah, hundred percent. But you know, you like if you if you play the game, if you watch the games, right? Let's say you go to YouTube and you just watch all the cutscenes. A lot of his character development does mainly happen in the events that happen between him and Cortana and the UNSC and his reaction yes. to it. You play the reactions, yes, but those reactions are you know. 
yeah, they do happen through through battle. But that being said, though, I I tend to disagree simply because we have, you know, if if this if Halo if this came out before um, the Mandalorian, then I would have said yes, I agree with you. But in the Mandalorian, every single episode is a whole new world, and every single episode is is good character development and good acting without ever taking your helmet off. So I think that you know. And it's not like, and it's not like they don't have the same amount of money because they're investing the same amount of money into Halo that they did into the Mandalorian. I mean, for God's sake, they've already before the show even came out, they already you know renewed a second season and you know I believe started pre production on it as well. So the money is there. Um, I just think that like there's one show that does it as an example, one show that executed it very well, another one that did not execute it well. You know, and and Halo's just not ex. It's like they're misspending the money. I think, in my opinion, I see your point, sort of. But I think AJ, a better example of what he's talking about might be not necessarily the Mandalorian. I don't think because there's not a lot of CGI mm-hmm. space battles and like things like that. But maybe something like The Expanse, where you have a lot of episodes where there's a lot of space CGI, there's a lot of space battles, and they still like squeeze it in there and have the budget for it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what. Well, well here's the thing. Like, the how many thing... space, uh, well, how many space battles happen in Halo? All the battles I... happen on land. Well, here's the one thing I will say. CGI though. character, CGI villain, like, oh, yeah, throw, yeah. right? Like yeah, Star Wars yeah. Mandalorian yeah, doesn't have as much yeah. of that. So that's why I think yeah, you're space right, battles right. is a good you're analog. Right. But I'm, I'm kind of agreeing with your point. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, AJ, what's but up? Like, yeah. But like, I was, I was going to further add to that. Like in Star Wars, you have a lot more practical effects for the aliens. Yeah. In Halo, literally every alien you see is completely composed of CGI. There are next to no practical effects except for the dead bodies. Is that a mistake? Um, the only thing no, is that's I, I, I hard know. to execute with the elites. Yeah. The way that they move. And the grunts man. are kind of a little odd, too. Come on. If you could do Ewoks, you could do grunts. <laughs> Yeah, that might be. I mean, easier. the legs. The grunts, though, the grunts are kind of like though, evil Ewoks. The legs are real thin. That's the thing. The elites like, and the brutes yeah, are probably. Yes, I mean, the brutes are probably the easiest to do. Honestly. For, yeah, elites, right? Or the. Are I the, think so. No, the brutes. The brutes are easier. Yeah. The elites, elites are, are the ones that are hard. They have the backwards. Yeah, yeah but, but I, I just think that, like, I do okay. think that. Um, I guess. Mm, I it, I think I think that like it was just maybe mishandled because I, I maybe you don't need like these huge wars, you know, with a with a bunch of covenant. But if they had done like battles that involved like, you know, one or two covenant, you know, every other episode or something like that, something that had that, that was more there. I just feel like, you know, if, if money really isn't an issue, then then it shouldn't be used as an excuse as to why not to do it. If if you just do it right, you know, like, um, for example, like in the cave and like that first episode in the cave where he where um master chief you know sees the artifact for the first time you have that's that's a perfect story setting of like there being one covenant um soldier there and there being some sort of battle ensuing there as opposed to like this big grandiose thing that should maybe be saved for the very end anyway you know if you have like a few little things here and there like that you would satisfy more of that original Halo type of gameplay, I guess. Yeah. That, um, he's just not going anywhere and effing ish up. He's just like, like yeah. you said, he's in the same few rooms. 
but the, but 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 I did want to mainly talk about actually I mainly want to talk about the idea of like him just you know breaking that crossing that line that's that is kind of interesting simply because you know when you have a character whose entire 20 year existence before the show is a stoic heroic you know not that he can't do wrong but that he represents you know heroism and you know a struggle between you know, being, being heroic and, and then defending the humanity and so on and so forth, um, kind of crossing this line into something that's maybe maybe a little too human, you know, for, for the character. I just, I don't, because it just feels like this moment completely just absolutely fundamentally, fundamentally changes the character completely different from the game. Um, I mean, I feel like that happened before, though. I feel like this is just yeah, but this one. Oh no, like, it did, but there was still kind of like a this sliver went of hope. super far. This is like all right. This is like we're definitely cutting the cord on video game Master Chief and plugging in TV show Master Cheeks. That's freaking Commander Shepard. That's not. That's not Master Chief. It's more Commander Shepard. There's more Mass Effect Basically. to me because the story is even. I never played Mass Effect. Similar, more similar. Mass Effect yeah, story yeah. is, I guess, when you think about it, it's kind of similar to Halo, right? If you think about it in the in in the way that the show is portraying it, but it is very similar in the inciting incident, especially like the character Commander Shepard touches some object and it it gives him visions, and this that jumps off the story in Mass Effect. So. And like, and Mass Effect is also defined by you being able to romance a number of different characters. So this was <laughs> this was that in 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 form in on the TV show. This was like Commander Shepard, the main character, and you could be male or female, right? This was that Commander Shepard like hooking right. up with somebody. It was like that dynamic. I feel like is more at play in the show than Halo the game. It's more Mass Effect the game or Mass Effect the show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I I don't know exactly where we go from here. And then we also know, because if you guys, those of you guys, this this shouldn't be necessarily spoiling anything except for the people that have never played Halo. But Halo essentially is the main the main. um, What was I going to say? The main premise of it is like, you know, this this huge covenant war that happens after the fall of Reach. Uh, for which Reach City is apparently in. Um, and, you know, for 20 years, we didn't necessarily know exactly what started the war, but it seems like this show is telling us, um, the show is telling us that uh, this war, if in all likelihood, because it's most likely what's going to happen in the final episode, is the, uh, the, the, the premise or the prelude or, you know, the con- basically they're going to show you know, how the fall of reach starts. The show is telling us that the fall of reach starts because master chief got too emotional and had sex with a captive covenant prisoner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That that would really, really, really mess up the entire lore of halo. Cause like in the books, it, it's really just because we've gone over this more or less before. Like, the whole reason why the Covenant comes after the humans is because of that stupid translation error and, like, them finding out humans are the only ones who can 
effectively wield forerunner technology. Right. And that precipitates the war between the Covenant and the humans. That's pretty interesting. This seems pretty... <laughs> well, that's the other thing, too, right? So, like, it also seems, it also seems like, whereas before it's like, hey, we need to fight the humans because they're the only ones that can use forerunner technology. Now it's like, oh, we need to, like, fight the demon John 117 because he is you know, a, a special one that can use for like now they've, they've dwindled this down from like a human thing to a master chief thing, you know, because by showing that master chief is the only one that can access or use this artifact, it's showing that like, Oh, he's the one that can use forerunning technology. So I just feel like it's, you know, I don't know. Like, I, like it was unnecessary to say the least. So I'm I'm I am intrigued by the final episode, but more in the way that like you drive past a car crash and you can't help yourself but look. Oh god. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. It's like I can't wait for episode nine to come up just because it's like I it's the same thing as like I can't wait to go past the crash just so that I can see it, but I want no parts of it. Same. So yeah. You can what? almost say cause Halo was supposed to be a good show. It is strange that it turned out to be not as good. And why do Very I say strange. it's strange is because, you know, there's also something else that's been kind of strange, but more so in the cinematic sense. It was a strange experience, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was strange enough. I don't think it was strange enough. I think it was a little bit too much Wanda. We're talking Doctor Strange yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers for Spoilers this. Spoilers. Strange Spoilers for so, Spoiler curtain is down. Guys, do you guys have a ton to talk about Doctor Strange? Oh. Um, it seems like uh, more more. You change your name in the chat to Morgot. Well, <sighs> what I put in the I didn't realize. The, yeah, yeah. It, it also translates to the chat. It, 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 yeah, it uses the. Both yeah, I didn't realize that. I just noticed it right now. You really are now Morgoth. Anyway, <laughs> Morgoth, Jose, spoilers. You're, 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 you're in spoiler territory, please. Spoilers. Okay. What's up? Okay. Okay. Um, I'm just going to come right out and say it right off the bat. I was disappointed with this movie. It was very meh is the word that I used. I think after you finished watching it, Wolfie, I think I just said meh or something like that. It was very meh for me, and I think that the biggest yeah, reason yeah. why it was meh for me, and again, I talk about how you change the shows or change the movies in small ways, and it can really affect and make these things better. I've been watching, I always watch like a lot of great theory videos from you know, channels like New Rockstars and Screen Crush and, and, and uh, Emergency Awesome, like after these movies come out, to find some more perspective. And like, I'm just going to put something like this out there because I got a lot of things that I would love to have changed. And I, I have even an idea how they could have made Wanda an even better character and villain and how they could have led into Secret Wars, which is clear that they're obviously trying to do. Yeah, there's no question about it now. Right. And also included House of M in Secret Wars and made it awesome. But I'll get to that later. But one thing that I, I've seen brought up that you think about it and it's like why didn't they they do this or i guess part one and part one a of something that they they should have done in the film super mm -hmm. clearly is mm -hmm. 
where was Vision? Okay, why didn't she care about Vision? Okay, that is that. That's, I don't I mean, think she I, knows, I, it's so though. funny. I had a conversation with a friend of mine about this too. It was like, what the hell? What, no Vision. Here's the part one A though. Sorry, I had to interject. No, I'll allow you to, to jump yeah. off and go for it after this because no, the go, part one A for me is this: like, how do you solve this and make it give the movie more stakes, make it way better? Why wasn't Vision on the Illuminati? It, like we didn't need a couple of those people. Like Captain Carter is awesome. She did not need to be. Yeah, she did not there. need to be in the Illuminati. Captain Marvel, Mo- Monica Rambo, cool character, did not need to be there yeah. at all. Yeah, there's a couple of people you could have replaced them with. That's the first one that I thought about. Like, why didn't you have Vision on that council? The, the, think of the emotional stakes that you give the movie having a, even a variant of Vision on the Illuminati council yeah. in yeah. that moment. Okay. So yeah, go go ahead, AJ. It would also make sense because there were Ultrabots. Mm-hmm. Yes, there exactly. were Ultrabots, mm-hmm. and that is like prime time because at least in the MCU, their origins, uh, Vision and Ultron, are intertwined. Yeah, yep. they're intertwined exactly. It, so so here's the thing, right? Like, you know, I I felt like this was more of a logistical decision. This is one of those deci- those decisions that I feel that came from the top that it didn't come from like you know the people that are writing the the movie directing the movie all that stuff mm-hmm. it came from the top it was like hey we need you know that female representation and i think they wanted mm-hmm. to get you know like that 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 chick fight on yeah. you know what i mean but it would have made so much more sense for wanda's character development in the movie if it was vision and if she had to fight vision in order to get those kids because mm-hmm. then that would have really had like it would have just supposed her feelings about these supposed children and the feelings about vision, both of which technically do not exist to her anymore. Mm -hmm. And she has to choose which one of the fake or alternate versions of these two. She wants more. Mm -hmm. She would have had to like do some bad deed in order to get to her children, such as kill vision. Um, Or just like she's had to kill him before. She's got to kill him again. She even brings it up. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and it would have been, good to show the dilemma as opposed to like using the film to show her as um you know like a horror zombie version of scarlet witch that was just totally unnecessary i think um because of all the missed opportunities aside from the fact that like the illuminati was basically nothing in this movie which is insane because the Illuminati is like the Illuminati is one of the, the most powerful groups in the entire multiverse. And the way that you introduce it to people that do not know anything about the Illuminati is in this way where they just get completely obliterated <laughs> in like literally seconds. You know, I'll say this much. I didn't have a huge problem with them getting obliterated because if I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Wolfie and, and AJ, like kind of in Marvel Comics, the alternate universe versions of our heroes often are fodder. For storylines, right? Like a lot of times they get wiped yeah, out in order to show this show, yeah. like to, in order to show how how powerful a threat is. You might get a whole team wiped out, so just so that you can illustrate that, like once that threat gets to the six one six universe, our heroes are in real trouble. But like to me, the other thing was like it, it's not necessarily that they got wiped out so quickly. It's that they weren't there to serve the story in any real way in the first place because of the fact yeah. that they were just like. Here's here's some characters that we decided to plop in as Easter eggs, and they could have served the story so much better by a vision being 
possibly in the Illuminati. The other thing that I thought of was like that I, that would have made the stakes so much better and also set up a lot of the storylines that we are so waiting for. And I also have a post credit scene that they should have done in this movie, by the way. I have so many things that I wanted to change that I think would have made it a hundred times better. But like, why didn't they explore the fact that in the comics, Wanda and Professor X have a relationship? Like, why didn't they at all? Like, that's another way they could have made the Illuminati more consequential. Like, maybe not only does Wanda have to pause when Vi- she has to kill Vision, but also Professor X. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It should have been a moment of like pause or like maybe even a simple line, like before she killed him, like, you're not the Professor X I know. Mm-hmm. And that, something, that's it, you something. know, like that. Yeah. The only reason why I say that doesn't work mm-hmm. is because he is not tied to this Wanda's origin right. at all. Right, that's MCU. true, but you can retcon it by mm-hmm. adding that line then. And then you go into like some sort of flashback uh, where you have some sort of connection. Hold on, think about this though. That 838 or whatever, that Wanda now is like the even though she didn't commit those acts she's kind of like strange in that universe now she's like public enemy number one because of the danger of having somebody like her that can be used in that way you figure everybody in that universe is now gunning for her so i think that that all kind of makes it make more sense in the end because i mean yeah like even though it it wasn't her that did it it's still she's still this huge threat so all the characters are going to consider her in that way you know, so so my my problem with the Illuminati is not so much that like she just destroyed them like nothing. It's the fact that the Illuminati have a certain they're on a certain pedestal of like su- it's such high influential, such a highly influential group. Um, and when you obliterate them the way that they did in the show, it just kind of diminishes who they are, their level and stuff. You know, they, they as far as influence goes and importance to to the multiverse in general. Um, the Illuminati are way, way, way beyond the Avengers or any other supergroup that you can see. Any kind of team up that you can see, the Illuminati are, you know, just like you know their origin of the you know real life human Illuminati. They're 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 players in the background that make these huge monumental decisions um, that affect the universes. And so, so when when they get diminished the way they did here, for anybody that saw the the film, their first impression of the Illuminati is that they're just like some whack ass group, you know? They're like some alternate universe uh, X Men that aren't as good as the regular X Men, well, you know? That's that's or or like like C level B level Avengers in that universe, people that don't know anything about the Illuminati, um, and. I just felt like it was also such a waste to 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 uh, introduce John Krasinski as Reed Richards um, and then kill him off the way that it just happened. It was like he was literally on screen like like he was in the movie for no more than 10 minutes total. And then to introduce Professor X in that yellow wheelchair, which is such a nostalgic element. And then it not and then it not be it not be our Professor X. You know, you know what, like, like hurt me about that moment. I'm like, did that, does that mean that they killed like X-Men 97, like animated Professor X? I get, I guess, like, X-Men, I guess what, I guess, you know what, that's yeah. a good point. Oh, that's how he goes I guess, out? I guess, I guess X-Men from 97 X-Men, that group, the X-Men that we grew up in love, like, isn't that, isn't that universe. Yeah. And they went out like Which nothing. sucks because, you know, it's, it's <laughs> most likely, it most likely means that Logan 
from that we know from Fox is is in that universe also. Oh man, it's yeah. They 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 did Professor X a little too dirty. Yeah, in that moment. I think though what they should have done was show the Illuminati, but not have the Illuminati interact with Wanda in any way. Let the Illuminati be the cameo, yeah. the mysterious cameo, and then Doctor Strange goes back out to deal with Wanda after receiving information or whatever, or convincing the Illuminati to let him deal with Wanda, but they're just in the background and it's just, let's just introduce these characters to make mutants canon and introduce John Krasinski oh, as man. Fantastic see, Four. That's what I feel like should have happened. See, you know what though? Like, I, I actually think that the reason that I like that is because of the way that I want to take this and I'm going to talk about the post credit scene kind of that um, I wanted to introduce and how I want to make some changes to lead to Secret Wars. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I love the idea that she wiped out the Illuminati because again, that makes her, that makes her the, the pu- public enemy number one in this universe. Okay. But what you can do in a post-credit scene and what you're also setting up by having her wipe out this Illuminati like that. And again, I think there should have been more emotional stakes, but I like the idea that they showed how powerful she was. I do think they should have been tougher in the sense that obviously the smartest man in the universe and professor X would both know that even that Wanda you're killing me here. You're more killing threat, me here. Right? Okay. But here's my thing. Imagine if the post-credit scene of this movie was introducing all of these teams, the Inhumans, the X-Men, the Avengers. Think about how many characters you could have introduced, not even during this movie, but at the end of this movie to set up the most awesome freaking Secret Wars story and House of M story possible. Because what happens, right? How can you create the, the multiverse collapse? But also have House of M in this, which is such a beloved story as well, and introduce the X-Men maybe into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the main one. You have Wanda kind of be like how, kind of serving the role that Molecule Man did in the Secret Wars comic. You, mm-hmm. mem- you remember that, of course, Wolfie. How, like, he, he was the key that yeah. Doctor Doom, yeah. who they could have introduced yeah. at the end of this movie, yeah. Doctor Doom oh. used to create Battle World and to create that one universe in the Secret Wars storyline. Imagine if they did that. You keep Wanda around for many more movies instead of this like fake fake out death. You have her as a much con- more consequential character, almost like an Ultron or like higher level villain of this of this arc. Imagine like the three villains being Doctor Doom, Kang, and Wanda. In this thing, because and, and think about how the multiversal collapse, the final domino, what that could be. Instead of saying no more mutants, what if Wanda just says no more, and the yeah, multiverse collapses? Been, yeah, yeah, I think that that would have been the best way to do it. And right, and and Kang, Kang serves, and I'll, I'll let you all give your opinion, but Kang mm-hmm. serves the 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 same purpose in this story in as the Beyonders did in the Secret Wars storyline. There's like this. This force in the multiverse that's basically destroying it, just like the Beyonders did in the Secret Wars comics from a few right. years ago. Kang is that X factor. And this is how, in the end, again, you know they're kind of going to do this. This is how they're going to bring a lot of characters that are not in the main Marvel Cinematic Universe into this universe, probably like a Miles Morales. Once all mm-hmm. the multiverses collapse into one, that's how you get all these characters into the main Marvel Cinematic Universe, including some X-Men maybe. But and, and also think about how much cooler this whole arc would be if the introduction of a Reed Richards and a Fantastic Four and a Doctor Doom was the whole point of the arc and the X-Men think like from the beginning, you know, like not from the beginning, but like from now, 
that you introduce Reed Richards soon in the Fantastic Four movie. You Doctor Doom's been introduced. Doctor I mean, Doom becomes even, the overarching yeah. villain of the whole thing, just like he is in the Secret Wars comic. I I think that that's that is what's going to happen. I think Doctor Doom is going to be the next big bad, big bad, one hundred percent, simply because they mention Franklin Richards in the film, which mm-hmm. is huge. Mm-hmm. Franklin Richards being one of the very very few Omega level mutants. Um, but going back to your point, that's what that's that's what upsets me about like her destruction of the Illuminati is that like there were much better ways to show how powerful she really is, even though we already know how powerful she is. We've, we've been like it's been drilled in our heads through WandaVision and all the other Avengers films that that show like how powerful I mean, Wanda really is. Where she needed... Solo almost soloing Thanos. Yeah, that's... exactly. You yeah. Know what I mean? So like so we didn't necessarily need oh. a new explanation as far as why like it, how powerful she is, but there were plenty of other ways that would have benefited the story, the MCU, the next phase and all that stuff. There were much better ways to show how powerful she is without diminishing the Illuminati, which again to me like for when it comes to comics the Illuminati are you know the gatekeepers of 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 responding to events you know ah, because but... the illuminati the illuminati was created by tony stark with uh black belt professor x sorcerer supreme doctor strange um and reed richards so that each individual groups and and in their corner they can come together and decide how to respond to these you know i guess avenger level you know or you know, Infinity War level type crises and stuff. Well, remember, so, they're not the six one six Illuminati. They're going to be dope. I understand that. <laughs> I understand that, but like, who, who is so? So that's what I'm saying, though. It's like, it's like, if you're going to introduce them, you know, introduce them right, or don't introduce them at all, because now the chance to introduce them with six one six, like this should have been, this could have been like the way that it should have been. Uh, I think uh, introduce is this as the six one six Illuminati. And then Doctor Strange, in, Doctor Strange's induction into the Illuminati as Tony Stark's last wish before he died. You know, you know what? Else, who else? Illuminati been on protocol, there? so to speak. You know, because Tony Stark did create it. Although in the MCU, he's already dead. So I, the only way that I, he was he was a founding member. So I think that this could have been a way to kind of like still have like Tony Stark's influence. Um, he, he should have in been the on the MCU. Illuminati too, at least in this movie. Ooh. I think some form Ooh. of Tony Stark, whether it was. Tom Cruise or just somebody no, under no, under no, the no, 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 Thank no, God no, why not? do that. No. Well, you know I, why? Again, that's yeah. stakes for Wanda. Then you have because you have you have Vision, you have Professor yeah. X who are kind of like making her reconsider. But then you have freaking Tony Stark Iron Man, who even in this universe yes, is the person that absolutely. caused the death of her parents. That sets her it's off. You know what? Maybe like here's what they could have done with this, I think. And like this satisfies us both, Wolfie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe she just kills the Iron Man from that universe. That's what happens. There's an Iron Man in that universe that still makes her as much of a threat, still sets it up like I would like to set it up, making her making that universe part of what causes the multiversal collapse, you know, because of the fact that they're all gunning for that Wanda. There's a couple of other things that I that I that I thought would be pretty great too. Um, not the least of which is I think that revealing Wanda at the villain as the villain so early was also a major misstep in this film you know for a for a director that's known specifically for horror and, and his suspense i guess you know there were a couple things that they did that were huge mistakes in my opinion when it comes to like building suspense is you know showing wanda as the the villain and the ultimate heel of the movie in her first scene mm-hmm. uh was a huge mistake because there was no build-up to that there's no reason for us to like even though we all kind of had an idea that it was her you know based on the trailers alone um 
you know, there should have been at least a little bit of an emotional buildup, a little bit of more of a character development as to like why she's doing this in the first place. And there wasn't that. Um, and then like the second thing, which I think was also like, it, you know, this is kind of like a fan service thing for me. Mm-hmm. I was really excited to see the Fantastic Four and John Krasinski as Reed Richards um, uh, revealed. Uh, and that gets immediately confirmed at the moment that Doctor Strange and Christina from 838 speak. And she's like, she works at the Baxter Foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's like, oh, well, now I know that the Fantastic Four is in this movie before even seeing the Fantastic Four. Yep. The- so it's like, why, though? <laughs> why are you doing that to me? Why Why does she have to say that? Why couldn't the moment that like we see Reed Richards be the moment that we know that Fantastic Four is confirmed. Even Kevin Feige said that the trailers and all of that are spoiling these things a little too much. Way too much. And, and it also was really misleading because the trailers made it seem like they were going to be like hopping over universes left and right. You know, multiverse of madness. Yeah, they were like they visited dirty. two universes. Yeah, or like <laughs> no, three, know? three, yeah. I guess, right? Because the six one six, the eight three eight, and the, the sinister strange universe that was destroyed. Three universes, right? But I don't count ours. Right. Well, yeah, that's true. He, because we're visiting, we're not like visiting we're not like, hey, right. let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you know. Okay, but so then, what about? But then Marvel says, but technically, we did remember that sequence when Strange and America were falling through the. You universes? mean the sequence that's also in the trailer already? The one that's <laughs> yeah. already in the trailer. <laughs> the multiverse. Oh, that's man. another thing. Uh, I hate to say it, but like America Chavez really just felt like a. Like a tool. Yeah, we haven't even spoken like about it until even... now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, like, it's unfortunate because she seems cool, but like that's that's all she really is in this movie—a tool. I think another thing that would have made it more interesting and made her character more interesting, also, that it was related to this making Wanda the heel from the beginning of the movie is. There's there's two there's two things that I would have liked to have changed. Maybe not the second one is not related to to Wanda, but I guess these are the last two things that I would like to have changed in the movie. Wanda should have been assisting the multiverse strangers at the beginning. I think that she should have been involved as protecting America, so that we got this sense in the movie, like yeah, maybe you know. But also, like at the same time, you would be like, why is Wanda there? You know, there would still be that that thought process in our heads like why is wanda helping dr strange in a dr strange movie to protect this girl and then the reveal that she was evil should have happened around the time that that they ran into the illuminati i think yeah yeah you know you know i think that what you know the idea of a multiverse does for comics which is it is what it does for comics and what it's doing for a lot of film properties that are kind of run out on how to keep properties alive is that it just gives you an infinite number of ideas and combinations of thoughts and things and events that could happen for you to keep the stories alive and the characters alive and things going forward and it's amazing to me that a that a brand a company that their entire they basically created the multiverse before the multiverse was even like a real theory in human science you know what i mean like in comic books they were just like that's hey let's let's do this multiverse thing because we don't we want to kill off wolverine or we want to kill off this character but we still also want to sell wolverine comics and stuff so <laughs> you know like they they're experts at this at this point by Secret Agents yeah. too and 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 uh, and 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 uh and nolan all these other things that have to do with like multiverses 
and the intertwining of all these different comic lines, how are they failing at doing this on screen? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe the whiteboard that Kevin Feige is talking about is failing them a little bit, the multiverse whiteboard. Because, well, maybe, yeah. You know what a part of it is, too? I think that Marvel is trying too hard to to sort of keep their original promise but also break their original promise where they said you don't have to watch the tv shows because this movie was clearly made with people who haven't seen wandavision in mind right because they have to like kind of summarize what happened in wandavision a little too much and yeah they're yeah. but they're also trying to skew this line in this movie where it's its own movie quote unquote but it's still setting up a lot of other things, which, and here's one of the best examples, I think, of how that movie, the movie kind of fails in that area. You have what I think is kind of a cool cliffhanger at the end of the movie where Doctor Strange has the third eye that he gets affected yeah, by. Yeah. But like, we immediately resolve that in the first post credit scene with Clea <laughs> showing up and saying like, hey, you ready to go deal with this incursion? He just opens the third eye and he's like, let's go. Like, there's no struggle. Yeah. There's no conflict. You don't see how he gets control of that and makes it into the weapon that it is in the comics, you know, because it's a very powerful part of him in the comics. So there's like I, that fine line, right, I think is kind of making it harder and I, harder. Yeah, Plus, it's so I, well, complicated. I thought, at this well, point. I thought that the ending of the film, which was super Raimi, you know, like every single one of his like horror films ends in like yeah. some sort of like, you know, like like screaming, zooming in and out kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, the first post credit scene really should have been the moment that he's just walking around and all of a sudden the third eye comes out Yeah, and that's it. And we don't need to know about Cleo or anything else. You know, it should have just been that moment where like we see the third eye, you know, be exposed and him like yelling in agony. And that would have been a perfect way to end the post credit scene, the, 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 the movie with that post credit scene. Mm hmm. That would have been a much better way, I think, with that post, Chris. I still want my 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 multiversal, you know, Avengers and X Men and Inhumans and and all of that to kind of be introduced and Doctor Doom, you know, kind of standing there like, ooh, I kind of want that Wanda power for myself, as Doctor Doom is wont to do. But that was yeah, that was kind of a silly way to have like this cliffhanger that's immediately resolved. One last thing that I thought would have made the movie better. Again, these are all to me like kind of small changes, even though they change the direction of it a little bit. And like you said, Wolfie, that's probably where they're going with the story anyway, because Wanda's yeah. still alive. Yeah. But like, you know, what was a missed opportunity? Why didn't we get to see that Illuminati, that universe's Illuminati fight Thanos? That would have been cool. Why not see how they beat him for like five or seven minutes? I think that also well, increases the stakes, too, where it's like, you know, that they're formidable. I think that there's just a million different things that they could have done. I mean, like perfect example is them saying that, like, oh, we're not worried about Wanda. We're just worried about you. If they're that confident that they're not worried about Wanda, then show us an actual fight with Wanda. I mean, all, but know, that also does, you know. too, for me. Well, another thing really quickly is that, like, the movie tried to lean into this, but like because Wanda was such an important character also, they couldn't. They were leading into like the different choices that different strangers made. I think that 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 you keep that strange around the one that they use to defeat Thanos for a little bit longer. And then you kind of have this moment where they're the Illuminati. This gives them more character moments. They're deliberating what they need to do instead of showing it after the fact. They're like, yo, this strange just used a very powerful but dangerous weapon that's causing these incursions. What do we do? And then the stakes get raised by another strange showing up from an entirely different universe. Our strange, 
Like, I think keeping that strange alive for a little bit longer and then you could have Wanda kill that universe's Doctor Strange and that universe's Iron Man or something. You still have the rest of the Illuminati alive. You show that they're formidable enough to kind of fight her off at least. And then you can lead into the rest of the story elements that I think would make it so cool. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I know AJ wants to say something, but this yeah. I just want one more comment real quick. This also goes to show like how I feel like they diminished the Illuminati so much. The Illuminati were so confident that they could defeat Wanda and Wanda just destroys them that it shows that the Illuminati really didn't know what they were talking about. That, again, just as diminishes their intellect level. And we're talking about Reed Richards and Professor X, arguably the two smartest people in the entire universe, <laughs> in any of the universes. Mm-hmm. So that that just, again, like that's why I'm so upset at like what they did with the Illuminati is because that Illuminati didn't represent any of the p- possible Illuminati's. I just sent something to the Get Geek uh, to the Get Geek chat on Telegram that would have mm-hmm. been. It's almost like a how it should have ended, and it's kind of like how Reed Richards probably would have handled <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> oh my God, this yeah. is so good. <laughs> this isn't only this isn't only how Reed Richards would have done would have would have dealt with this. This is how this is how uh, Jim from the Office would have dealt with it. Yeah. <laughs> So, like for the for the Yo. audience, I'll tell the, y'all real quick. Like, it's the moment where where Wanda's about to confront the the Illuminati, um, Reed Richards and Black Bolt and and Captain Captain Carter uh, and Captain Marvel. But instead of Reed Richards being like, Wanda, Black Bolt can destroy you with with what a whisper of from his mouth and giving Wanda like you know his abilities, like giving away weaknesses essentially. Instead of that, it's it's Reed Richards going. Wanda, Black Bolt can tell you how to find your children. Go ahead, Black Bolt. He would have never her. done that. Yeah, <laughs> he would. He would have never ever like done something that stupid. No, no, he he really wouldn't. If have. anything, if anything, maybe any of the other characters, and then Reed says no, and tries to stop whoever from like spoiling the fact that Black Bolt is that powerful. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, man, it's so. Oh. This is, man. You keep pointing things out that keep making me more upset about the show, the movie. I mean, it's it's it was so meh. That's what I'm saying. It was so middling yeah. because there was stuff that was fun. I think that there were some good elements to it. There also. was a lot of good fan service, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think like the that's fan all service it was. Is one thing, you know, it's all like there's you know the fan service is not what I needed. You know, see, I think they saw how much people loved Endgame, and I think they're starting to get a power. Uh, impact. They're starting to get addicted to the power of fan service, quote unquote. Might be right. They got to wean off that just a little bit and go back to what they were doing before. Even though people are like, we want something different. Might be right. But what they did before worked. There there is one more thing that I kind of that really kind of annoyed me after having a conversation with a good friend of mine yesterday who's a huge Marvel. He's a bigger fan of of Marvel than I am just because he he's currently up to date on comic books. He reads comic books still, you know, on the regular basis. And and so he's up to date on all the uh, the current events while I have a stack of literally probably a couple hundred comics that I'm not able to catch up on Um, the. this movie is essentially WandaVision all over again. This movie, yeah. this movie that we already got the the storyline yeah. of Wanda, you know, losing her mind, doing something really, really bad. And then in the very end, having her mind changed and then kind of sort of like sacrificing herself or removing herself from from society. They didn't have to redo that storyline 
for this movie. They basically just already and and on top of that, not only not only do did they retell the story, they did it in a worse way and also in a way that diminishes the show now because now anything that I felt that was good about the show means less because of the actions of Wanda in this movie. You know, that's interesting too because part of the th- one of the things that I didn't like about this movie and it sounds silly is that Wanda was actually really good. Like Elizabeth Olsen as a villain when she like got yes. down to it, yep. she mm-hmm. was kind of terrifying. Really yeah. That's why I th- was, I, yeah, I was thinking was. like she could be almost a Thanos level villain for this particular MCU phase or at least Absolutely. a part of it. So that's why I felt like it was a bit of a missed opportunity. But I think that it exposes even more. I, you know, we, we all really liked WandaVision. It was one of the better MCU properties over the last few years up there with Loki and things like that. Um, but it also had a failing the last episode for me because I think that the last episode, they definitely tried to shoehorn in this Wanda is redeemed storyline when the woman just held the town hostage for several weeks. And they were yeah. just like, you know, like they used, you know, um, Maria Rambeau's character to kind of to to tell this narrative where like, oh, you're forgiven because like, you know, you did the right thing in the end. And they said the same thing in this movie. Dr. Strange said like, oh, well, you let them go. So like, it's fine. And I didn't really care about that. Like they should have leaned into and it was also obscure because I think they kind of tried to, to do this with her messing with the dark hold at the end of WandaVision. They tried to plant this seed that it was corrupting her. But when when they didn't make it clear that it was maybe misleading her because at the end of WandaVision, if you remember, you know, Billy and Tommy are like, mom, help. Instead of in this one where it's like, she just decides that she wants to grab two random Billy's and Tommy's from a, a, another universe. Like why not lean into that a little bit more where you show the dark hold corrupting her thoughts and showing her these twins of hers that are in danger when that's not really the case at all. But also, like, the biggest thing that I kind of hated is just, like, the whole movie would have been resolved too easily. And this is a multiverse problem with her just going into any universe where Wanda and Vision are already dead and Billy and Tommy are orphans and saying, like, hey, kids, your mom's back. Like, that would have made more sense. (laughs) Would have made too much sense. The only thing I will push back against Mm -hmm. with the the Darkhold thing corrupting Mm -hmm. her is that... That would have been good for any other movie, but with Doctor Strange, it's a little different. And the only reason I will say this is because in the past Doctor Strange movie, and even this one in some sense, there's the idea that it's not the power that corrupts you. It's the person. we. It has to do more with the person than the it person does the mean. actual power itself. I think that putting this particular situation in Doctor Strange was bad because I think that uh, theme ran through it. If this had been in a movie that wasn't Doctor Strange, amazing. Let's do it. But they had to put it in a Doctor Strange movie. So, I mean, it's not like they're going to give up that theme from that first movie so quickly. Yeah. Especially since that's a very central thing to Doctor Strange. What did Wong say? Don't use the Time Stone. It's not for you. What does he do? Let's he use the Time, time Stone. Yeah. So, well, yeah. That, that, maybe that kind of 
yeah that, that kind There's of points that. to another issue that i have with the film too which is the fact that the entire film was centered around the book of ashanti um it just uh, gets obliterated it gets obliterated the moment that he actually gets to it but three it, it's it two-thirds of the film from the very first scene was them chasing that book and then the re- the two-thirds of the film was them getting to that book however they can i mean for god's sakes he went to the illuminati just so that they can get to the book and then when you know to convince him to let him use the book and then when he finally actually does all the work to get there it just literally gets obliterated obliterated for nothing for nothing yeah you know, and it's like, so what was the point of that goose chase? What was the point Absolutely of, of stabbing the dark hole? Like, really? Like, that's that's all it takes to destroy. That's, yeah, that's the other thing, too. That's all it takes, book. just stabbing the dark hole. Uh, you know, like, it, yeah. I mean, was it, uh, she, unless maybe, maybe the it was knife. a magic thing. Like, they they could have, like, like, added, like, adding a spell to the knife, you know, just to kind of, like, you know, make it, like, Something. a mystical weapon, not just, you know. <laughs> right? Um. So, like, both these, like, super important magical you know, multiversal affecting books get destroyed like nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them not even being used uh, in a movie that really didn't have to do with a lot of multiversal stuff. Sam Raimi just needed some books in this one. He needed, he needed to throw some books in there. He always, yeah. he always has a mystical book. That's but that being was. said, even though the book got destroyed, it's funny because I was saying like throughout the movie that like this should be just, this shouldn't have been Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. It should have been Doctor Strange and the Book of Ashanti. Should have been a WandaVision movie, but we already got <laughs> WandaVision. So yeah, I did. Well, I did think that like the movie would have been that it would have been they would have done a better movie if they did just a WandaVision movie with Doctor Strange as a cameo in it. Mm-hmm. But then I also felt like that you know Doctor Strange needs some character development. He's been sorely lacking character development. He's such an important character in the MCU, and his best. His be- his best really only comes in his cameos. I personally really liked the first uh, Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people didn't, um, but this film definitely doesn't do that much for his character development. I mean, his character development has been the same in in both movies. He's a jerk who thinks he knows everything, and at the end of the movie, he's no longer a jerk who thinks he knows everything. Except in the next movie and the well, next I mean, property, he's still a jerk who thinks he knows everything. Well, the thing is, so, like, what? I don't think that he stops being a jerk. You know, like, <laughs> I, you know, it, it, it's not. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's not. It's not that he ever stops being growth. a jerk. It's just that he he understands certain decisions better that's all you know that's all really like this one was about him understanding that he needs to just let go of christine um you know being a jerk is what caused it to be dr strange and that one i don't know how being a jerk affected him in this one necessarily but but yeah anyway well, i mean that's just a character trait like you can't do anything <laughs> about dr strange being a jerk can't do anything about like you know tony stark being like a uh uh, an overachieving uh, narcissist, yeah. you know, um, things like that. It, th- those are character traits we're never going to get rid of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so. movie was meh. What do you think it was meh? It no. was, unfortunately. So it makes me really worried about, like, the future of the MCU because I feel like they're dropping the ball a little bit, you know, here and there. I think we have some hope just because Taika Waititi is, is dope. So I think we'll at least get a good Thor movie, and I think that. Thor yeah, but like, are we gonna get a good multiverse story though? Because we have plot holes in uh, in 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 Spider Man also. I think that once they do, we, I though? think now that they're we have plot holes, we have plenty of plot holes. 
when it comes to multiverse stuff. Well, I'm hoping that they start leaning into it instead of being so darn vague. And like, this is the part of the phase where Marvel finds that balance that they did at the end of phase three, near the end of phase three, where every movie did definitely have its own compartmentalized story, but also really, really well served the overall narrative. I think, you know, the movies that we're getting now kind of have to do that because Guardians of the Galaxy 3 has to deal with some cosmic stuff, you know, probably has to deal with some multiversal stuff because we're getting to that point. Probably something similar, cosmic stuff, God, God-like stuff in, in Thor, Love and Thunder. And of course, we're going to have to deal with that in, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. So all of these movies and properties coming up, I mean, Miss Marvel looks like it might be fun um, also, like talking about the TV properties. Um, yeah. Even though yeah. I don't think it's going to tie into the main narrative of the MCU too much. I think that that maybe this TV show not leaning into it and the movies that are coming up, which will be leaning into it, might help us find that good balance again. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I want to be hopeful because, you know, the MCU has been just a great source of entertainment, obviously. Yeah. For years. And I'm hoping it didn't jump the shark with this film. I agree. All right. Anyway, I think that's 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 been a good conversation. I think we just about did it. Yeah, I think we just about done did it. Yeah. I think uh, yeah, it's a great conversation. Infinite, 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 infinite is uh is is okay, not great. Master Cheeks is meh, just like Doctor Strange. <laughs> Things are strange in both the Halo universes and the MCU universe, but we're hopeful of each. Yeah, uh, we're we're hopeful for the future of all of these properties because we love them very very much. Anyways, uh, as usual, I want to thank all of you out there for joining us for this uh, amazing conversation about these things that are near and dear to our geeky hearts. Um, The best way to support one of your favorite podcast crews, this is that reminder, is to like, rate, share, and subscribe to just about everything that we got, our social medias, um, finding us on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts. That is, uh, rating us on Apple Podcasts is one of the best ways, uh, if not the best way, really to to give us some cred and some exposure so please if y'all could do that for us uh us out here at the get geek crew would really 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 appreciate that so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. thank you very much mm-hmm. thank you wolfie thank you morgat for this lovely conversation today and yes. give it yeah what do i got to say left all i got to say left is stay geeky my friends stay geeky